time out of your busy schedule to to be on my podcast and you know talk about important topics and um, talk about your journey. So you know, let's talk about your journey. So, um, what what's the uh, what made you get into fitness and what made you want to become uh, a strength and conditioning coach? What made you fall in love with fitness in, in general? Um, well, first of all, thank you for, for having me on your podcast. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm glad we, we connected. Um, yeah. but I, I think, um, so I actually went the unconventional route to, uh, strength and conditioning. Um, and about five years ago, I realized how much I missed sports. I was a, a teacher in the area. So I was teaching fifth and sixth grade. Um, mm-hmm. and I mean, I love teaching. I loved my students, and it was it was also had also been a passion of mine. But then, um, about five years ago, I was like, I really miss sports. I want to be involved in sports. I I have always loved fitness, um, and so I called up uh, our the um, the soccer coach at Connecticut College, which is where I had I, I had gone, okay. um, and. Um, I said, I'll, I'll help you with anything. Like, just, just put me, put me to work. Like at practices, um, I can like pick up some cones, put them here, like move goals, like take some shots on the goalies, like whatever you need me to do, I'll be there. Um, and so that, that kind of sparked that interest even more because as I started working with the team, I realized how I could help them. And I started creating workouts and I started helping them out in the off season. And that just like kickstarted my, my career into strength and conditioning. Um, and I mean, from there, I got so involved in it. Obviously I, I left teaching, um, and started working full time at Connecticut college as a strength and conditioning coach. Um, and, uh, from there, like, the opportunity to work with Connecticut Sun came two seasons ago, and I was I was blown away. I was like, <laughs> "How is this happening? This is yeah. amazing." Um, yeah. So, are you are you from Connecticut originally? I am not. I'm actually from La Paz, Bolivia, in South America. Uh, oh, nice. So I was born and raised in Bolivia, um, and I moved to Connecticut to go to college. My first day in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. was freshman move-in day. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so you went to you went to Connecticut College for your undergrad, right? I did, yep. I okay. Did. So you worked there for a little bit, and then you said after you worked there, you got the WNBA gig with the Connecticut Sun, right? Two yes. years ago? Yeah, two um, years ago. So I've been with the Connecticut Sun for two seasons. Okay, um, so they, did they reach out to you, the Connecticut Sun, or did you like that work? Um, I think it was like mutual connections. Um, and also my wife and I are huge fans of the WNBA. So we were season ticket holders and going to all the Connecticut Sun games anyway. Um, and from there, it was just some connection. Someone saw my Instagram and, um, and they started following me and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm getting followed by one of the assistant coaches on Connecticut Sun. Um, and then from there, it was just like, um, the position opened up and I applied and it was, I mean, the rest is history, I guess. <laughs> All right, nice. Yeah. So how is it, uh, like, how is it working for the organization? Like, what is your uh, daily routine, I should say, especially during the season? Do you, um, 
I'll, you know, I'll play basketball myself, you know. Uh, it was, I played basketball at Wittenberg. It's a little Division oh, three gotcha. yeah. in Ohio. So oh, we, have all, yeah, we have yeah. our off-season uh, training, yeah. but uh, we also work out during the season. So did you have the, the ladies do that? And, like, what was your daily routine? Yeah, so so with um, with Connecticut Sun um, and the WNBA in general, like the season is basically from end of April until September. Um, in the off season, most, if not all, players go and play overseas, so they have a, right. a second season overseas. So during the season, when they're with me, um, it's awesome because I get to see them and. Uh, like a, a typical day uh, during the season is um, we would usually like either get a lift in, um, then we would go to film. Uh, from film, we would do movement prep with me. Um, so about 20, 25 minutes of foam rolling activation, um, stretching, and then just movement. Um, I would collaborate a lot with the assistant coach on defensive mm -hmm. movements um, and kind of he would tell me what they were planning on working on that day in practice and I would integrate some of those basic movements or some of those functional movements into the into the warm-up um, so they were kind of getting those extra reps of um, different types of slides or different types of movements that he wanted to see but he, they were already getting those reps in the in the warm-up um, so then I would take them through the warm-up um, and then practice. We would have practice. Um, and then after practice, I would either lift with some other people who hadn't come to the morning session um, or do some uh, injury prevention with, with some of them. Um, and, yeah, and then that was the, the end of the day. And then the following day, we would do it, do it all over again. Nice, um, nice. Which, so that's like, you, uh, yeah, go ahead, my bad. That, that's like in season, you know, like, um, obviously like there were also days when it was, we were traveling and we would travel throughout the whole day, get to the hotel and then find a room in the hotel and just like do a huge, like stretch movement kind of thing just to get their bodies right. And then we would go to practice, um, so it, it, it depended on that, like a typical day is what I had described before. And then obviously like there were a lot of differences during the season. Nice, nice. What do you enjoy most about, I mean, about your job and being a part of that organization? Ah, uh, I think, I, well, I know working with yeah. the athletes, <laughs> the people, it's yeah. just, I mean, it's a whole different level of like, where these athletes are and how they take care of their bodies and how well they know their bodies yeah. but also finding those things that you can like help them with to make them even like they're great athletes you know but like how can you take them to that next level um and every single athlete is different like someone may need a little bit more mobility than another athlete uh one athlete may need more strength uh building so it's just like working with the athletes and and the, the coaches too just the people in general has been has been amazing nice 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 that that's just it's just a great uh, you know the way you tra trans transfer from the connecticut college all the way to you know connecticut Sun and then creating that network and that connection 
it's just crazy how sometimes that happens and you never know who you're going to come, come across in life. And right. I feel I feel like when anybody that has like a big job or, you know, that works in a professional setting with sports, I feel like that's how that's how it happens. And then you just keep on growing and growing. And, um, you know, I watch your Instagram videos and, and see that you train every day and, you know, train the team. That's phenomenal. Um, you know, I just want to say congrats on that. I mean, you, you deserve it. You deserve it. You train real hard. You take it. Do you give... I mean, do you give the team, like, because uh, you say they take care of their body. Do you give the team, like, like meal plans and, like, uh, like what to eat certain days and stuff like that? Yeah, so that's – so nutrition is huge, right? Um, yeah. Uh, I – that's that's kind of, like, where my next step – that where I want my next step to be. I want to, like, get, get more education in the sport-specific nutrition. Um, we don't go as far as – as telling them what they should eat but definitely athletes reach out to me and and they ask me like what should i eat what do you recommend i eat i'm feeling this way what should i like add to my diet um and um so i'm I'm there to like give advice on that um giving like specific meal plans that that is something that i want to i want to get better at and hopefully do in the future too okay nice so do you have your um do you have your like your own clients outside of basketball during the off season? Yeah, you- so, <laughs> so my off season uh, from basketball is at you can see here at Connecticut uh, College. Okay. Um, so I'm still at Connecticut College. I work. Um, I'm the strength and conditioning coach here. So I actually work um, with ten teams on campus. Uh, so I have um, women's soccer, men's soccer. Uh, women's ice hockey, men's ice hockey, um, women's lacrosse, men's lacrosse, uh, field hockey, um, and obviously women's basketball and men's basketball. Um, So I work with with 10 different teams and I uh, create their programs and then I have some, um, um, either some assistant coaches who kind of help me carry out those programs uh, during the season. but if not, I'm, I'm seeing a bunch of athletes all the time. Um, so it's it's pretty busy, but again, like at Connecticut College, like it's just all come full circle. Like I went here so many years ago <laughs> and, and now I'm back and I'm, I'm working and it's just, I mean, the connections I make with these athletes too. Like they're also like in, I mean, in high school, yeah. um, they're, they're great athletes, you know, and then they get to college and everyone who's in college in this, in this division or in this um, conference is, has been a great athlete, has been like at the top of their club team or whatever. Right. So then they come to college and it's like, all right, how do we get you to that next step? How do we like develop you as an athlete even more than, than you already have? So, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm so thankful and, and grateful that I'm able to do both Connecticut Sun and Connecticut College. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. What's the, what's the, what's the hardest part or what's the hardest aspect of uh, fitness? Is it staying motivated? Is it consistency? Like what is the hardest part uh, in your opinion? I think consistency. Consistency yeah. is, is tough and, and it's tough. Like I, there are days when I'm not, where I'm like, oh, I, I, 
I don't, I'm not feeling it. I didn't sleep well. My like yeah. whoop recovery is not high or whatever. Like there are so many excuses we could make, you know, mm-hmm. but once you get into that consistent routine, it's like, it's so much easier to be consistent. Um, but getting into that consistent routine is the tough part. Like there are so many people who are like, oh, I want to work out. I want to do this. And, it, and it's almost like they map out like so many things for the, for, for themselves and so many big goals. And as soon as that one day hits where they aren't motivated, it all just comes crumbling down. So I always tell my athletes, like, just start small, start small and say like, I'm going to do this every day for the next seven days and don't like say i'm gonna run 10 miles every day for the next seven days but maybe it's like i'm gonna move for 15 minutes um every day for the next seven days and then like you'll start seeing how consistency like pays off um as you as you continue doing it so yeah but it is it is definitely the, the toughest thing to like uh I, it is hard to stay consistent, and I hear that from my athletes a lot. It's like, because once you take that that day off, or once you're not feeling well, that you're like, well, it throws the whole schedule off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So for the uh, for the athletes that are watching this, you know, you know, I talk to you know a lot of athletes. I've been out, the, I've been, I've been out the game for two years um, since oh, okay. 2020. But, uh, you know, I always stay in contact with athletes that I play with and play the kids. But uh, what advice would you give for any athletes watching this? uh, What advice would you give an athlete they want to take their game to the next level by, you know, by working out? Is it like consistency, you said, or is it just, you know, is it because you don't want to, like, say, for instance, you don't want to do, you know, a leg workout three days in a row. And then, you know what I'm saying? So, like, what's the best method, best way? Uh, to you know, to see results quickly. Yeah, um, I think consistent. So, uh, I guess a couple of things: consistency um, with your workouts, but also like following a plan. Um, reach out to a coach. Reach out to a strength and conditioning coach or someone who can provide you a plan that you can actually follow, so you're not doing random workouts. You know, like every single time. Um, but in that, like, be consistent with moving with movement with working out um the other three things that i that i tell my athletes um both here at connecticut college and at connecticut sun is there are three things that are like super easy to take care of um one of those is your rest and your recovery your sleep um if you're again consistent with a bedtime and a wake wake up um wake up time your body is going to recover a whole lot more. Um, if you're consistent with getting enough sleep every single night, your, your body is going to perform better the next day. Um, so that's, that's one of the things I always tell them, like, it's super easy. Like, I'm just, I'm asking you to sleep. <laughs> that's, that's all I want you to do. Like, yeah. take care of that. Um, then the next one is nutrition. Uh, nutrition is like, plays a big role. And, and I'm not saying like, like I'm plant-based, but I don't, I don't think plant-based, a plant-based diet works for, for every athlete, you know, um, every, everyone is different. Exactly. So I always tell them like, find what, what works for you. Um, and really pay attention to how do you feel after you eat certain foods? Like, 
Right. Do you, do you feel like you can go for a run after you have your lunch, or do you feel like you need yeah. to take a nap? <laughs> and then, like, really paying attention to the, the cues that your body is giving you. Yeah. Um, but, but a lot of people come to me, like, they talk about how, like, their weight fluctuates a lot. So, like, for me, that that's the case for me. So, I mean, I'll be trying to go on diets and, and lose a little bit of weight, but I will lose, like, three pounds in a day, and then... If I eat something wrong one day, I would gain like. Yeah, exactly. Point on, I just give up. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. how do you? What's the best way to handle that if your if your weight fluctuates like that so quickly? Like 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 mine, because like yeah. I said, I gain five pounds one day, but I lose it all if I just eat real good the next day. Right, right. Um, I mean, I a lot of um. A lot of weight that we like fluctuate or gain like day to day or lose day to day is basically water weight, you know. Um, so, like, I, I think for for me, just kind of like tracking. I wouldn't say necessarily like tracking your weight, but tracking how you feel, you know. Like, oh, there's God. no for for me, there's like no ideal weight that you should that you should be at or that like oh i need to i need to hit this um uh i don't know this this ideal weight yeah Um, but but more like how do you feel and and then again that consistency comes back in like you were saying like oh you eat something and then you're like oh man but you can lose all of that weight again by by eating healthy the next day like i'm sure that that day that you ate healthy you probably felt really good <laughs> right no, really. so then like being consistent with that and i'm not saying like don't eat and any of your favorite meals like i think yeah. all my athletes know how much i love like cookies and donuts and baking and like all that stuff like that's fine and, and like just act, like don't think of it as a cheat meal i guess just like it's part of part of who so i you am don't eat, you don't eat no meat I don't eat any meat, no. Uh, I, I feel like yeah. they, like a lot of restaurants, like they got like a lot of options. And um, where was that? I forgot the restaurant, but I had this vegan uh, vegan chicken tenders, and it tastes like chicken. Yeah, they do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, it's no excuse for it. I mean, I feel like if I if I can eat some of that, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> No, for real, the, the vegan chicken tenders taste like, they look like regular chicken tenders. Like, it looks, mm-hmm. it doesn't look healthy at all, but it's vegan. It's yeah. eating and stuff, and it tastes just like chicken. Yeah, it's crazy. So there yeah. are, like, I became plant-based uh, nine years ago. So oh. nine years ago, like, vegan was, was not really, like, a thing, you know? Like, I would go to restaurants, and I was like, do you have any vegan options? And they're like, uh, I mean, you could get a salad. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't really like salads. <laughs> I want actual food. <laughs> so, um, but now, obviously, there's a lot, there are so many more options, and, and there are, like, the, the chicken tenders and, and whatever, and, and again, like, that's, do I eat eat those things? Yeah. Um, are they processed? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, do I prefer having like on on like days that I want to feel good like uh, some tofu and vegetables and rice? Absolutely. <laughs> but do I love like the the meatless chicken or the meatless meat?
to the day before or even like sometimes it, the pain was really bad so I would like compare myself to like the hour before like am I doing better and so like I think that's something that I've I've kind of taken with me of just managing it like day by day um not saying I'm, I'm the greatest at this uh but trying not to like think too far you know in advance that you then get kind of get down on yourself right right and self-doubt kind of creeps in exactly look too far ahead instead of taking it day by day yeah 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 tomorrow's gonna hold you know so you just gotta live in a moment i feel like Mm -hmm. like i'm working on that as a person uh living in the moment and you know thinking about what i can do now to better my situation instead of looking at tomorrow because when because when i look at tomorrow i look at you know next week i get anxiety right right i don't know if i'm gonna do that you know what i'm saying so if i live in the moment and and uh, work on the things that I have to work on right now at this moment, then um, it's going to take a, a little bit of stress off me and not create, you know, depression or, or anxiety. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that goes, like, back to what we were talking about before, about that consistency. If you, like, again, if you look too far ahead and you're like, I want to be able to, like, run 10 miles every day for the next, like, five years or whatever, <laughs> whatever yeah, yeah. it is. If you take a step back and you're like, all right, what can I do right now? You know, like, can right. I just go for a 10-minute jog and and feel good about, about myself, you know? So, like, it's just that consistency of, like, looking at, at each day as its own kind of, like, individual block, as its own individual opportunity to, to do something for yourself. Right. So but, which, again, I am not great at it. <laughs> there are days that are a struggle. Oh, no, no. no. <laughs> through you know yeah 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 what's your uh so leading to this question what's your uh perspective on mental health and uh and how it's you know has like a, you know taken a toll on our especially my generation uh, in, in our society currently i feel like it's it, i feel like it's different with you know you know asking women this and especially women athletes because because i know um you know if you look at the difference with the nba and the WNBA with certain things uh it is crazy um i, I just don't I, I think that women don't get appreciated enough for the work that they put in uh you know the performance they give to the fans you know and just the hard work that they put in the whole season it doesn't correlate you know to benefits that the men get with with, with, with college with a professional dealing with a professional settings in any sport um you know, with salaries, you know, with publicity, yeah. with, uh, you know, certain expenses and all that stuff. So what's your, uh, like, what is your perspective on mental health as a whole? Um, mental health is is part of health, you know, like it, it's right. part of, um, we place uh, in the WNBA, um, uh, and especially on Connecticut Sun, like we place a, a large emphasis on mental health and, and making sure that we are taking care of our athletes as a whole. Um, right. Not only the physical part of it, but also the mental part of it. Um, and that plays in a lot with like day to day, like, and that's that's part of what I was saying. Like, I love working with the athletes and knowing them as people because sometimes I knew walking in 
that someone was struggling or someone was not having a great day or maybe maybe the uh yeah exactly maybe like the game the night before was was not their best um and i think kind of taking care of their mental health by asking them questions like giving them someone that could listen to them or or maybe maybe it was as easy as like either depending on the athlete like either pushing them a little bit harder in the lift or backing off a little bit in the lift and it was just kind of like reading that but um I, I think mental health is is super super important um for for everyone and especially for athletes that you're kind of like um looked at a little bit more and and you're kind of performing and and kind of on a stage um where you're expected to perform a certain way and and taking care of of your mental health is is like just like taking care of your sleep and taking care of your nutrition it's part of being a, a great athlete Right. Do do some of the players like talk about like uh, their mental health and stuff on the Connecticut side? Like, do they express their uh, you know their opinions on how they're being devalued from from the NBA? Because first of all, like people always tell me, because I always have this conversation with people, and it takes me off a little bit because um, they talk about well, the, the NBA gets more exposure and more publicity because uh, look at their ticket sales, look at their TV ratings. I said, don't talk to me about ticket sales because, first of all, yeah, it, it seems like TV companies don't even put the WNBA on TV until playoff time. You, you got the NBA comes on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and sometimes Tuesday, and then later on in the winter they're gonna have games on on ABC on Saturday. Yeah. Why not put? Why not put the, uh, some WNBA NBA games on, on on a Monday and then on a Friday? Yeah. And then on a Sunday, make it three days a week. Right. That's going to create more exposure, more publicity, and then that's going to make people want to go to the game. Because yeah. I was, you know, playing against the Chicago Sky, and there's a lot of people there. Yeah. <laughs> that's just sold out. <laughs> and so it, it, it ain't about people not wanting to see uh, women play basketball. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I feel like if you want to learn about the game and learn about, you know, you know, what comes with the game and the values of the game, you should watch the WNBA because I tell, in basketball terms, I tell people, you don't want to watch the NBA when you want to learn about basketball because, first of all, there's no help side. They don't don't practice the basic principles and the the basic fundamentals that the WNBA does. You know what I'm saying? Did any any of the players come out and, like, you know, deliberately say that? You know what I'm saying? I feel like, I feel like some WNBA players have, but I don't know about this. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's always it's always a topic of conversation um, yeah. because, I mean, take take travel days. I mean, that was those were the toughest days because we're traveling commercial. Like we're not. Yeah, exactly. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it's no, traveling. No, no so you're traveling. commercial. Mm-hmm. Yep. We travel commercial, including for the playoffs, like when it's like a, a game and then a rest day and then a game. We're traveling commercial. So you're staying in airports. You are waiting for planes that are that are delayed. You are um, like sitting in the, yeah, like going through long lines. Like it's not great for their bodies because their bodies are like trying to recover. And, and here we are like in airports for, for a long, long time. 
so that's that I think that's like the 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 one that we always say like I can't believe this this still happens um but it does and you got person that's crazy yeah yeah and so like we're always like like I'm short I'm I'm five on a good day so so i right exactly so i'm like i'll sit in the middle seat like i'm giving you all my my aisle seat or if they put me in an exit row like you all are taking it (laughs) i'm not taking that seat so yeah um so it's definitely it's definitely something that that is talked about it's definitely something that um is is not great to think about like because once you start thinking about it you're like oh yeah, man, like the- there is a lot of differences yeah um wow. and and again like what you were saying about the coverage like uh the playoffs were on espn and espn too um and there were i mean i'm like the the ratings went way high and they're like oh yeah because like it's the playoffs but if it was show like if games were shown like throughout the season like you're saying yeah. i'm sure that those ratings would still go up too you know like it's just right. that exposure right right so all right so the last question i get you up on here uh so what athlete did you what athlete do you look up to the most or person do you look up to the most and and uh, how did they influence you know your impact uh, to where you are now in life like what athlete gave you that extra motivation ex- extra you know you know feeling inspired you know mine was kobe bryant um but what what's your what uh what's your athlete that you always looked at um i am gonna go on the soccer route here so i don't have to choose a favorite basketball athlete alex are you gonna say alex morgan no i'm gonna say carly Uh, lloyd okay okay carly lloyd because uh she puts or she puts in the work when no one is watching and that's been her thing forever um and i had the opportunity to meet her uh about five five years ago and she is the most down-to-earth person like ever and i i don't know if i forget what game it was but the u.s had lost um or won i forget what but she was just like in the background of someone's interview like running sprints because that's just what she does like she runs after the game and before the game because that's what makes her better as an athlete. And it's just like all that work, like talk about consistency, talk about motivation. Like she's, she's awesome. Um, so yeah, I do, I do love her work ethic. Um, so she's definitely someone that I've, I've looked up to and, and kind of followed. 